You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. A new beginning. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. And we're back with yet another episode devoted to the Biggest Loser Podcast. And I'll tell you what, Father Roderick, I am so excited to be back here for another episode because there was just so much we wanted to record in that first introductory episode that we couldn't even cover the first week of season eight of The Biggest Loser. But now we've got the introductions out of the way, and we want to try to get current as quickly as possible so that we can get caught up with the rest of the world. And so with that, I want to go ahead and just jump right in where we left off with the last episode. Yes, there are a number of, of, of things that struck me in this first episode that I ended that I really loved, um, and and I don't know. I want to hear your opinion. Um, that first challenge that they did when the bus arrives, you know, and even before they get to the ranch, they stop in the middle of nowhere near a beach, and then they have to run that one mile, and that's kind of new. They never did that in in previous ep- uh, seasons. They always went to. To the, to the ranch and then they met the trainers and then you would have the first challenge. But this time it was, you know, you go run for a mile. And um, of course, that was kind of a, a way to bridge um, the gap between the previous season and this season because in the previous season, the, the, I think the, the highlight of that season, at least for me, was that these contestants that all started just as overweight as the people that participate this year, um, they managed towards the end of the season to run a full marathon. That is amazing. That was incredible. Uh, And uh, I watched that. I I just ran a marathon a couple of months ago, and it was my first. And I watched that particular episode where they did it, even when I was still training. I was like, how is that possible? I've been trying to lose weight for, for, for years now. I've been training more than two years to run my first marathon. And these guys are doing it in the span of, of a couple of months. I was so impressed. And it was a very emotional episode. Uh, I mean, I was moved to tears uh, watching that, just the accomplishment of these people. And so they, they obviously wanted to kind of bring that, that, that feeling, that sentiment back. That, and it, by, by this one mile challenge on the same beach, that was where the finish was. And of course, it was also a, a way to, in, to reintroduce Dan, who also participated in that, uh, in that challenge. And of course, he was kind of the, the surprise con- final contestant. Um, and then this, this, they start this one mile and it goes terribly wrong. I mean, it really goes awry. And looking at it, I was torn. I was like, I, I like the fact that they they, they kind of push these contestants and, and, and make it clear that this is not just for fun. This is not going to be a holiday. It's going to be hard, hard work. But then you get one of the contestants that just falls down and doesn't doesn't get up again and they and a helicopter comes in and it's huge drama. I mean it's it's very impressive television. But I was thinking, you know, this is almost borderline irresponsible. That person could have died. That, what do you think about that? That is exactly what I was thinking. Is because, as you know, Father Rodder, because of our relationship and friendship, you, we follow each other on Twitter and are looking at each other's, uh, you know, intentional physical activity that we're doing. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not at the point where I can run a great distance. In fact, I'm just now, even though I've been 
really uh, working on intentional physical activity for well over a year now and and had a major paradigm shift in the way that I approach physical activity and exercise and, and in general and, and the way that I eat and did a major lifestyle change that radically changed everything. But even since May 1st, you know, I've just gradually been inching up to the, you know, jogging, I doing a slow jog. And it for the very first time, I actually went for a 15-minute run the other day at a full blast, and I went from from the beginning of that 15 minutes all the way to the end of that 15 minutes without stopping. And I will what? tell you that even after months of you know building up my endurance, it was, I mean, it was excruciating. And I think I ran about a mile to a mile and a half doing that. But I will tell you though, it was. I, I cannot imagine being 400 and some odd pounds, having no, no physical activity before that, and then all of a sudden saying, you know, hey, you've got to do everything within your power to be the first one across that line. Yeah. I, I thought they went a little bit too far with that. There, there's a lot of medical uh, staff that surrounds that, but still. Yeah. Tra- Tracy definitely pushed herself way too hard. It was it, it was. I think it was, a. I mean, obviously it was a little bit much on her part to just really just take out of the gates like that and think that she could pull it off, you know, but man, I'll tell you, it, it was, you know, you have to, you have to ask yourself, obviously they didn't know something like that was going to happen. They, they obviously didn't force her to, to really go that overboard with it. But at the same time, I agree there, it just did seem slightly irresponsible to take people who you know are unhealthy. Well, yes, especially since in one of the previous seasons, in the first episode, there was a similar incident where the contestants are brought to their first training. And so they entered the gym for the first time. And they're usually the first training is hell. <laughs> Bob and Jillian do everything to break these contestants and to make them feel that that you know what their life is going to be at the ranch and so you've got this older person or two contestants were um i think 65 years old or something just grandfather grandmother and the granddaddy just just falls down and he just faints and uh and has to be brought to the hospital but that was in a very controlled safe you know gym environment he did nothing really too complicated or too um intense and even that brought down one person. I was like, what were they thinking? Having these people run a mile on a beach, which is make, makes it five times as difficult if you're running the sand, especially if you're that weight. My goodness, that is so tough. Even I would have, have trouble doing that. And then, you know, it's in California. It's hot. You've got the pressure. You've got the stress of being on TV. Man, what were they thinking? They are, are so lucky that that actually you know, uh, that, that, that Tracy actually survived it and that she's back on the ranch because, boy, oh boy, what would this show have been if, if, if one contest- contestant had died during the first episode? Yeah, that would not be a good thing at all. Uh, you know, we have a live chat room that, we're, that we happen to have up as we're recording this episode here. And Tony in our chat room says, I bet Bob and Jillian would agree with us. Uh, she says that's probably why they weren't there. I've heard Jillian express discouragement about the way the producers do things from time to time. 
Yeah, could be. I mean, of course, there are different goals. Bob and Jillian are there to bring these people to health, to to train them, to make them lose as much weight as possible. Whereas the producers are there to make riveting drama, television that will, you know, let people sit on the edge of their seats, that will bring in huge numbers of viewers. And so the more drama, the better. But, you know, you, you can't you can't stop yourself from from thinking was this a responsible thing to do anyway the 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 thing that it did and, and that was perhaps you know despite the incident a, a very uh, important lesson for the other contestants is we are seriously ill and this could have happened to each and every one of us and and so it was a huge huge wake up call um, and, and they went literally within the span of, let's say, 20 minutes from this exuberant joy and, and you know, we're on The Biggest Loser, we made it, this is going to be awesome, to, wait a second, we are not there yet, we're not in the final episode, we are so ill and, it, and our, our situation is so serious that we have to do this, otherwise we might die. And, and that kind of leads us into that that other uh, very important element of the first episode where they go to the hospital, remember that? And they get this incredible uh, series of tests performed on them and you see what's what's really going on inside them. I mean, oh, that's yes. just unbelievable, didn't you think? Yeah, the, the one scene, I, I can't remember which person they showed this on, but where they showed the percentage of body fat and they actually did the x-ray and you could see the skeleton inside and see the amount of fat, you know, represented as just this white blob everywhere. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's like the marshmallow man. That's exactly what it was. It's like, oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. And of course, I say that in shock, but, to, and again, we shared this in our, in our first episode, our introduction. But man, to think that, you know, of course, I still have quite a bit of body fat to lose. And, and I want to just admit to everybody right now, just so you know, my designation, my BMI is actually considered obese, even where I am today. And so, but, but I was, I was 40 pounds more than what I am now back in May. And so I was like that person on the television. Well, and, and you know, the impressive thing is if, if you look at those MRIs or those scans, you see that it's not just a, a lot of wide body fat that surrounds the bones and everything, but it's also, all the fat has also kind of gobbled up all the organs. So your liver and your heart, it's all kind of covered in, the, in, in, in this greasy fat. And so that it also um, uh, prevents them from, from functioning well. And 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 the cool thing, of course, will be when towards the end of the season, they will probably get a new series of of scans and and examinations, and and you will see that just by eating the right stuff and and exercise, they are able to undo all that all that stuff, and yes. they will yeah. be brand new people, you know. And and another thing that I that's always found very impressive is that where they calculate your real age, and so you've you've you're there with your you're like. 41 like I am but then they look at your physical condition and then they calculate so well based on your current fitness and on you know what is going to be your life expectancy now in in this state and what so what is now your real age and then to hear that you're not 41 but you're 65 that's a shocker too yes it is you know I'd like to just move us on if you don't mind into the the scene where we see them finally on the ranch and in the gym for the first time 
you know, looking yeah. at all the fancy equipment and everything like that. And of course, they're blown away by the equipment, but the equipment's not what this is all about. What 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 would you say about this scene? What what stood out to you uh, as far as being important and being impressed by the the opportunity to be at this ranch? Yeah, I, I love that scene because uh, this year they've got like twice the amount of equipment there. Uh, I, I heard Jillian talking about that on her radio show and she said, you know, we finally got our, our Christmas wish list uh, fulfilled and, you know, we've got so much more gear now. And uh, I think that these trainers sometimes can be a little bit like equipment junkies and, and they love this new incline trainer and whatever Stairmaster thing. And so it, it must have looked incredibly impressive to see all that gear and and you know these contestants have probably never seen a gym on the inside so but then you've got the reveal of their ultimate asset and that is not the equipment it's the trainers it's bob and jillian and i think there's something really really cool in that message because that is also true for us i mean i don't have a gym i i don't have equipment at home i can't even pay for a gym uh subscription it's too expensive but i I still, you know, the, the, the secret to losing weight and getting healthy is not the equipment. Those are just tools and they're replaceable by other tools. And we'll probably in the, in the course of, of these shows give you a lot of tips on how you can use just the stuff that you have around you to, to work out. Um, but the most important thing is, is the motivation. And these trainers, they are the biggest asset. They are going to push these contestants beyond their comfort zone, beyond their limits. And that is going to make all the difference. And um, I remember watching um, the second season of Biggest Loser Australia. Um, and it was very cool. Uh, they, they have a similar gym. The, the house is even more impressive. It's a house near Sydney. Um, beautiful. It's just a, a resort almost. And they've got this fantastic gym. And then there's this one group that gets kicked out of the house. Or at least so so you think. And then they are being picked up by a third trainer, a secret trainer called the Commando. And this guy is a former military guy, you know, he's got the black sunglasses and huge tattoos, black shirts, very, very tough looking. And he trains this third secret team in the woods for weeks. And so the only thing that he has are like trees and 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 mud and and so the point that they tried to make during that second season was you don't need expensive equipment to lose weight you can you can use whatever nature gives you and that was such a powerful thing i was like yeah that is right it's it's not about i don't need to have a a subscription to the gym i don't need to buy thousands of dollars of equipment what what matters is and what I should work on first is and, and invest in is my motivation. And if I want it and if I find some some people that can help me, um, then that is the most important. I, absolutely. And I, and I want to be a testimony of this as well because, you know, the 40 pounds that I've lost since May 1st uh, and this, of course, being recorded on September 24th. For those of you that are listening in five years from now. Exactly. Flip's really skinny now, really. He kept the weight off, believe me. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. In in five years from now, I am still really healthy. Uh, Yeah, he's preparing for his 10th marathon. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I have not used any equipment other than a pair of sneakers. And Father Roderick, have you ever seen any of the twit pics that I took of my previous pair of sneakers? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I had put those on Twitter and Facebook and shared those out every now and then. Uh, I literally walk no less than three miles a day and sometimes as much as seven seven miles every day, five days a week. And I have done that since May 1st. And all I do is I go out and I walk, but I walk fast. And I mean, I'm talking, I'm almost at a jog and I'm walking fast and by the, and I do this for a minimum of one hour and by the end of that walk, I am drenched with sweat and I have burned a lot of calories and my shoes show the miles that we're walking. And of course, I, I, I take my shoes off and all of a sudden the entire sole of my shoes were completely gone. Uh, wow. There was, you know, the little padding that goes under your socks? Yeah, that was the bottom of my shoes before I finally got out there and got myself a no brand. Yes. <laughs> oh. So I went out, yes. and got myself a brand new pair of shoes. But my only equipment is a pair of shoes and one other thing, by the way, uh, and it's yeah. a motivating thing for me. And it's a pedometer. And a pedometer is something that for somebody like me, I, I am a person who wants to achieve goals. And and there's something about seeing the a number that I can try to achieve. For example, 10,000 steps a day is a great goal. And and I love to just put that on my belt in the morning and hopefully by the end of the night, I've done things to make me get somewhere between 7,000 to 10,000 steps every single day. And that's that's just a way for you to track your progress. And, and you might use a pedometer to count your steps and, and, and discover uh, that without intentional physical exercise, you would only do so many steps. And then if you, you take a walk for half an hour and then you see, oh, today I did, I don't know, 10,000 steps. And then another time you will have 20,000. You feel really proud. And it's just a way for, you, for yourself to kind of realize what you're doing instead of just winging it and basically most of the time doing not enough. Exactly. So we've covered the, the, the fact that the equipment, while it's shiny, it's bright, it's nice, and by the way, you know, it's coming wintertime, uh, maybe a little bit more difficult for me to get out and walk certain days. So you know what? I am going to find a, other opportunities. We'll talk about those when they come up. But let, sure. let's move on to the next thing that I want to talk about, and that is, okay, they get down to business. They've al- already waited. Actually, no, let's talk about weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, also, that's a dramatic moment. Can I just? I mean, can yeah, I, go ahead. I just want to say one thing for anybody out there that's just now starting. Maybe you've already started, you know, this this physical activity and and trying to get healthy. And if you have, that's great. Go ahead and do this now. If you haven't started, you definitely. I want to suggest that you do this. Get somebody to take a camera, a little point and shoot, whatever it is and take a bunch of pictures from the side, from the face, get a close up on your face, uh, you know, front view, back view, everything. Get a picture of where you are now because I guarantee you, you stay motivated, you stay, you stay on target, on goal, in three, four, six months from now, you are going to look different. And there's gonna be times when you sit down and, and you're gonna get three months into this thing and you're gonna have cleared some progress, but all of a sudden you're gonna see the, 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 the number of pounds each week maybe slow down and you're thinking, oh, is it really worth it going out here walking? And I will tell you, there are sometimes that just taking the picture of me where I was in, on you know back in May, put right next to where I am today and I'm like, yeah, it's worth it. I'm out the door. Good point. So, and and that, is, that is why they do this, this first weigh-in. And it, it is very humiliating because 
you know, the men have to just take off their shirt. And so they're standing there with this flobby, you know, marshmallow type kind of physique. And, and and millions and millions of people in the world are watching them. And so the, the women in their sports bra, and it's just, it must be so difficult, especially if you've been struggling with, over, you know, your, your weight and, and all the shame that comes with it. And and then expose yourself like that. It's almost like a, a like a public confession. I mean, it must must be so hard. And yet, that footage of that first way in will be used in the final show to show how far they've come. And then these contestants will be able to look at those those images that they now hate, and they will certain they will realize, you know, this is what I was, and this is what I am now. Look at what I did. And so, great point that we, we can do that ourselves as well. Just ask someone to take a picture of you. Or if you are too ashamed, just put your, your camera on a tripod and put it on uh, automatic picture or whatever. And, and even if you don't show them to anyone, just keep them for yourself. Because, you know, in a few months from now, you will definitely see the difference. And it's going to give you so much self-confidence that, you, you know, if you've come so far, then you will be able to finish the journey as well. Now, Father so, Roderick, have you created any kind of before and after? Have you ever found some pictures before and, and kind of taken them, put it side by side yet with your, you know, where you are today? Uh, not really uh, conscious, consciously. Uh, I, I, I really didn't take any pictures, uh, you know, from the front and the side and everything. But what I did was when I started my journey, uh, and, and this is like two years ago, I made some YouTube vi- videos and I think they're still up somewhere where I just, you know, I filmed myself in the bathroom and I remember doing that. I was standing there in my yellow t-shirt and pointing the camera at the scales and just filming how heavy I was and then going up, you know, along my 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 belly. And, and, and I remember that uh, at the time I was like, should I put this up on YouTube? This is probably not a good thing. If my mom knows this, she's going to call me. She's going to freak out. <laughs> but I'm glad that I did because now I look back at those YouTube videos and I was like, whoa, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I can't believe it. But but I, I don't have the, the, the really before and after, you know, profile shot that that, uh, that you have. And, and well, anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, for any for anybody who's listening to this via the podcast, uh, head over to BiggestLoserPodcast.com. Search for this particular episode. We will have a link in the show notes, or actually we'll have a picture of my before and after. And, and if, it's, if that's not motivating, I don't know what is. At least it motivates me. And I hope that by posting it there, and, and trust me, it is very humiliating for me to, to, to share that photo. But at the same time, I know that it inspires, and I want to share that with you guys. And just check out the show notes for this particular episode. Absolutely. And it's also a way to, if you do that publicly, um, something changes in your mind. It, it is like you show the world, this is who I am. And I am sick and tired of being this person. I am, I, I never want to be this person again. And you often see that uh, during that first way in, in all the seasons, even in all the countries that I've, that I've, uh, you know, all the, the, the different international versions, um, they often say, this is the last, America, this is the last time that you will see me this heavy. And they are right. And it's always true. And so it kind of flips a switch 
It's like, this is the start of the new me. This is the start of the new beginning. And so that has to do with motivation, which I think is, is, is the, the cornerstone of this whole journey. Um, at one point during the first episode, Jillian uh, tells one of the contestants, you know, you've got to want it. I cannot want this for you. I can help you, but you've got to flip the switch. You've got to make the decision that this is the last time that you're going to look like this. And once that motivation is there, then the trainers can help you. And so I'm always for, if if you're on the start of this journey, um, make a decision, even write it down, share it, put it on your Twitter account, your Facebook account, even if if you dare, put up your photo. (laughs) <laughs> and tell the world that this is the last time that they will see you like this. And they will help, that will help you to stay, you know, to stay motivated. And, uh, you know, there are many other things that you can do to stay motivated. And that will definitely come up in, in future episodes because these, these contestants will ha- go through very hard times where at, at first you're, you've still got the adrenaline of the beginning, you know, everybody's motivating everyone, everybody is helping each other, but there will be, you know, deep, deep, deep moments where they cannot attain that motivation. And so we, we definitely need to talk about how do you stay motivated because that's, the beginning is easy. But it's, you know, it's kind of halfway. <laughs> How do you keep motivated? That's exactly right. And of course, if you want to make your uh, declaration public, uh, there's no better way to do that right now than by simply calling our listener feedback hotline, which is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859 795 4067. Just leave us your name and whatever you want to tell us about you and where you are and what your goals are. Put it out there and 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 let's let's be a community together. I mean, one of the things that really strikes me about this episode, uh, in 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 this first episode, is the fact that at the finish line, tr- they they carried Tracy across yeah, the the finish line. Uh, they were not willing to, that any should be left behind, you know, it, it, which, you know, has a whole lot of connotation other ways. But but here is it's coming together and we want to we want to support one another. And 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 of course, again, we'll get into season or to episode two uh, in the in the next show. But oh, my gosh, it, this community is really what will drive you and motivate you on those days where it is you just don't feel like going at it anymore. Absolutely. And we won't yell at you. That's the advantage. If you if you share what you, your plans, we won't yell at you and we will not vote you off. So it's a much safer environment than being in the biggest loser house. I have a I have a question for you. What do you think about this training session, this first training session where where Jillian says, listen, every time you lay down you know, I uh, I think dead, or you need to think dead father, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I'm sick of this self-pity game. And, of course, she threw out a couple explicitives, and I thought it was Chef Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen for a little bit, but <laughs> which kind of threw me off. She promised on her Twitter account never to swear again, except in very, very dangerous situations. So she got some flag for that. I bet. I bet. She, she normally doesn't swear at all. But I, I think that it's, it's kind of in the emotion of the moment. And, and if you have a contestant that gives up, and it always happens in the first training, there are always a number of people that are like, I cannot do that. And that's what they've been telling their, themselves for years. That's what I was telling myself for years. I was always saying, I cannot run. I, I you know... I'm, 
I don't have time to eat to prepare a, a, a proper meal. Oh, I deserve this bag of chips now and watching TV for four hours. I worked hard. And so th there's this kind of this self-pity that, is, that, is that almost strangles you. And and so what they try to do during this first training is to break through that. And sometimes you need to use some some verbal violence to break through those walls because they're very strong. That's why they've become so heavy. And so Jillian usually uses shock therapy. And it's like, okay, you want to be a good father. You want to be there when, when your kids are going to marry. When you stop now and when you lay down and you give up, I think dead father because you're so seriously ill and so seriously overweight that you you will be dead. I mean, this is this is now or never. And and it works all the time. And <laughs> there was this other moment. I love that. And it's every season in every country it's the same. You've got that first training and there's always this moment when one of these usually one of the girls, I don't know why, but <laughs> And it's like they have to do the stairmaster, for instance, you know, and or do I don't know, run for 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 one minute, and they're like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, I really can't do this, Jillian, I give up, no, I can't do this, and then Jillian, yes, you gotta do it, you can do it, you must do it, do it now, stop the self pity stuff and do it, and then the contestant walks out. And it's like, gives up. And then you see Jillian, oh, I can't believe it. It's always the same. And then they show, you know, they play the piano music and oh, it's so sad. And the person has given up. And then you see the, the, the person kind of thinking, well, am I really going to give up? Why am I here? I cannot give up. I have to get back. And then after five minutes, you know, after the commercial break, will she come back or not? Will she, will this be the end for contestant X? And then, of course, they walk back into the gym. They get back onto that torture device, whatever it was that they were on. And they are able to complete it. <laughs> that torture I, device. <laughs> yeah, what I, what I loved about what Jillian said is like, she's, she's in discussion. And this person, this girl, is, wants to give up. And she's like, haven't you watched the show? <laughs> yes. Don't you know that you are the, that, that particular contestant that is in every first show of every single season that wants to give up? You walk away, you come back, and you do it. Why don't you do it right now? I thought it was hilarious. It was so funny. That but, is. you know, that's how we sometimes behave. Sometimes we're just like children. We're like, oh, I cannot do that. Let's go. It's much easier to just give up. Hey, Father Roderick, uh, you know, we're recording this live in front of an internet audience, and if you remind me at the end of the show, we'll tell people how they can join us live from time to time and, sure. and stuff, but, you know, we've been asking people, hey, are you willing to make a public declaration about where you are today and what your goals are? And in the chat room just now, I pulled it out, I've posted it here in our show notes, Greg C. is in our chat room right now, listen to this. I am 35 years old and my metabolism has been decreasing slowly over the last five years. I now have a small belly. I'm not fat by any anyone's means, but I can't fit into my pants like I should. I figured I had a choice. Uh, let's see, I have, I have a choice. Change now or get bigger and buy new pants. So yesterday, I picked up Total Body Workout and started using it last night. I intend to use it every other day and walk slash jog on the others. Fantastic. Greg, awesome. Greg, that is awesome. And I 
am very, very excited for you. And thank you very much for putting that out there. And by the way, that went into a chat room with 31 people in the chat room who just read that. And now, of course, thousands of people who are hearing this in the podcast. Greg, that is awesome. I thank you for sharing that. And you know what? Go and tell other people that you were on the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. <laughs> Send them, make them listen to this episode and have them hold you accountable. And of course, we will be here to encourage you and we're going to hopefully hear from you in, in maybe a week or two and hear how you're doing with these goals. Absolutely. And by the way, just I know this isn't the tip of the week section, but and if you don't mind, I'm going to throw a tip in here right now. Sure. I, one of the things that I've learned through this process, there's a difference between a desire and a goal. A desire is something you sh- you have a very strong uh, inclination of this is something you want to do. What makes what turns a desire into a goal is a goal actually necessitates that you actually plan strategically things that you will do, steps that you will take to accomplish that desire. So, so just think about that. Now say, okay, here's my walking slash training, you know, jogging and, and doing this workout. Now, when will you do that? How, you know, you know, have you thought and, and give think thought to, you know, what's going to happen if this is the time I've scheduled, but you know, what if happened, something happens in my schedule and I miss that? Do I make it up or do I allow myself to just skip that week and pick up where I go next? You know, think through this process, but really set goals. Uh, and I would really suggest setting obtainable goals. For example, my goal is intentional physical activity, a minimum of one hour, five days a week. And that, that gives me the freedom two days out of the week. And it doesn't matter what days they are, but two out of seven days, if something happens in my schedule and I don't make it for my one hour of minimum physical activity, I haven't missed my goal. So. Right. I think you're totally right. And, 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 and make it, make it I, I would say, uh, avoid setting your goals too low. But yes. also avoid the opposite and making it unattainable because you will get discouraged. And I would say don't don't set goals that are too far away in the future either. But you know, take small steps. It's not about you know doing crash diets and and losing forty pounds in two weeks. That's gonna kill you. So uh, what I like about the Biggest Loser format is that you know every week you see these contestants grow and taking small steps and of course they are in a situation that is very different from our from our own situation these people are working out almost i think i heard jillian talk about that on her radio show between 6 and 8 hours a day they're working out 8 hours a day i mean that's that's why they lose so many pounds every episode so that's of course you know, if you've got a job, if you've got a family, if you've got a parish like me, that's not feasible. That's that's completely ir- not real. So don't tell yourself that by the end of this week, you must have lost 12 pounds because that's probably not going to fly. <laughs> but, you know, it would be great if you could say, well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to try to lose one or two pounds. And, and, and once you've had that moment of a victory standing on the scales and you actually made it and you did it, that's going to be so motivating. And so, you know, I want to invite our, our listeners. If you set a small step like that and you've accomplished even a small result, share it with the community. Tell us, send in some voicemail or put it up in a comment on the blog, you know, at um, 
uh, what's the name of our podcast again? Uh, Big- BiggestListenerPodcast.com, right? Yes. Excellent. So just just let us know and then we can celebrate it on the show because that that's, I think, what's going to be. We want to keep it real. The, our day-to-day life is not comparable to life on the ranch, but we can still make progress and it can still motivate. It might take us a little bit more, but we can definitely reach the same goals with as long as we keep motivating each other. And that's, you know, that's why we do this show. I'll tell you what, it is time to start wrapping things up. And Father Roderick, what I'd love to do is saying, okay, we, we've seen season eight, episode one. You know, and and it's and it's a great show. It's reality show. It's it's drama. It some of it is edited in such a way that makes it more fantastic than it is. And and sometimes with the music and stuff, we really get caught up into it. And and it can be a real great entered piece of entertainment. But the question is, did we learn anything from watching this show? And that's what I want to talk about: lessons that we have learned from this particular episode. Well, I think we already uh, covered a lot of these lessons uh, learned by, by, you know, just talking about the episode. Um, I think for me, what is a very important uh, lesson is that you got to be careful. This is about your future. This is about your health. This is about your your life. And so, um, and this should perhaps be something that we mention every once in a while during our show, um, the importance of seeking medical advice when you go on a journey like this. You know, we've been, both of us have been listening to a lot of podcasts to just to get some medical information about, you know, what do you do and, and, and what is responsible and what is not. Even better would be to just go and see your doctor and tell him or her, that you are starting this journey, that you want to lose weight, ask him to do like a general exam and, and, and get like the rundown. I mean, don't go to an expensive clinic like you saw in the first episode because you'd be broke for the rest of your life. But, you know, just go see your doctor. Tell him that you want to go start losing weight. Um, let him do a general exam so that you know where you are. But also ask him, you know, is there anything that I need to take into account when I'm starting to, you know eat less, you know, reduce my calories and, 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 and do physical exercise. And I, I, I cannot stress how important that is. You might think it's, it's not necessary, but hey, this again, this is about your life. And especially if you're obese and you've got a lot of weight to lose, I mean, you might already have a lot of, uh, of problems that you're not even aware of. I, I remember, wasn't there one of the candidates that actually discovered during the show that he had diabetes? Yes. Uh, type 2 diabetes? Yes. I mean, geez, you don't want that. That was uh, Sean, I believe, the youth pastor who's 29. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that for me w- would be a very important lesson to learn from this first episode. You know, take this seriously. Go see your, your doctor and, um, and, and, and do whatever you can to, to, be inf- to become informed. And we are not doctors. Let's be very clear. We, yes. we just, what we share is our personal experience. It worked for us doesn't necessarily mean that you should do exactly what we've been doing because your particular situation might be very different from ours. And so get some external advice if, if possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, how do you get started? I, I would suggest, like you said, uh, medical advice. Also, you need to know where you are right now. Uh, we can talk a little bit about BMI in the next episode, I think, and yeah. and and where to where you can go and find out what BMI is and why that's important. 
Uh, the You said something in our first episode and now also in this episode. You said do not do crash diets. Take small steps oh, yeah, and, yeah. and learn before every step. Now, can I just share something with you about this do not crash diets? I don't think I yeah. ever told you. Out of all the years I've known you, Father Roderick, there was only one time that I really got upset with you. <laughs> really? So what it, was that? It, it's coming out right now. So here you are, Father Roderick, out there, you know, running your runs and and getting all healthy and and you you launched the is back when the Healthy Catholic podcast was a video podcast and uh-huh. boy, you're getting all excited as I'm still working and slaving away, working 14 hours a day, living the most unbalanced life you could ever live. And, and, you know, sitting here listening to you go on and on and on. And, and all of a sudden you start losing weight. And I'm like, oh, how great for Father Roderick, right? Who cares? No, <laughs> but no, seriously, you started to inspire me. But all of a sudden you inspired me. But what I wanted was not your life change. I wanted to, I wanted to lose weight. And so I had done something earlier in my life uh, several years ago. And that was I went on the Slim Fast diet, which is basically the Starve Yourself diet. And, and I had lost a lot of weight and I went to go see my gastroenterologist or whatever those people are called. And they told, I went and saw a nurse and she's like, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. How'd you do it? And I said, slim fast. And she goes, oh, you'll gain it all back. And I'm like, what? And, and, and something, you know, that switch you're talking about. All of a sudden, I said, here's a medical professional who says nobody she's ever known who's been on SlimFast ever kept it off. And boom, I'm like, okay, why try? Because the next time when it became hard for me to stick to my starvation plan, uh, I quit. And so all of a sudden, you started losing weight. This is years later. Actually, this is about a year and a half ago. I started taking this, drinking the SlimFast, doing meal replacements, you know starving my body and and i put that out on twitter and all of a sudden i hear you actually comment on my drinking slim fast and you even you actually said my name and you said oh but i really strongly encourage you stay away from it's like forget you who do who are you to say (laughs) what (laughs) and i said who are you to sit there and think tell me what which way i which methods i should use and what should i not use and what's going to work for me and and you did i mean you weren't like judgmental or anything like that you were just you were you were sharing a word of caution and I can can I just say that right now it wasn't until May of this year that I had that paradigm shift in the way that I think and now looking back Father Roderick I want to say thank you you were so right <laughs> you were so right and I couldn't see it back then all I could think about is I just want to lose the pounds I'll learn about eating I'll learn about changing my lifestyle once I see the pounds off and you know once mm. once I lose 60 or 80 pounds then I'll start having the ability to go out and run and do all this physical activity as it is now I can't do it and wow all those lies that I had been telling myself that there's a quick fix there's an easy way and all I have to do is drink these tasty shakes that, well, and it's not—it's not just you who are telling yourself these lies. That—that that is the stuff that we hear on television all the time. Buy the abdominizer, and within one week you'll look like this model on TV. It's not true. It, uh, drink the slim fast, and you'll be slim. It's, why are these crash diets so dangerous? It's basically what you do is you starve, so you reduce your calorie intake tremendously, which of course makes you lose weight because the the less calories you take in, the more your body will start burning the excess reserves, which is the fat, basically. It's uh, it's all very logical. But the problem is if you starve yourself 
first of all, you don't really make a choice for to live a healthy lifestyle and to eat healthy stuff because we need all the, the 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 good the vitamins and the fibers that is that is in regular food all these meal replacements don't give you that and you don't don't really change your behavior because that that bag of chips will remain just as tempting five weeks after you stop doing that slim fast thing and so um it, it, it will, and so you don't get the nutrients you need for, for sustainable uh, weight loss, and you don't really change your behavior. That's the key. So, and that, that is where it all begins. Yes, yeah, so that, that was the problem for me is that I was not changing my behavior. I was not changing my lifestyle. I felt, you know, as long as I only have 200 calories in the morning and only 200 calories for lunch, I could have very easily 1,000 calories at dinner. And it didn't matter if it was a big, juicy bacon cheeseburger uh, with French fries covered in melted cheese and bacon. Oh, stop. <laughs> but I'm getting sick. <laughs> I, I understand that. but and, and you know what? The I love this about the, the paradigm shift. The thought of that makes me sick today too yeah but it didn't it did not a year ago it matter of fact it didn't six months ago yeah 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 so and and of course how does one become 268 some odd pounds uh well it's a couple of those (laughs) (laughs) anyway well father roderick this has been another terrific episode of the biggest loser fan podcast do you At want to we think we think yeah. we don't know if our listeners think it's terrific perhaps they switched this off like hours ago well I, i've had fun <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> so anyway we want to invite people to call in and of course the number to do that is area code 859-795-4067 also you can email us if you'd like uh, especially if you want to send in audio comments attached to an email you can do that as well the email address is feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com. And of course, the first episode's already online. This one, by the time you're hearing this, obviously it's online as well. That is crazy. But anyway, uh, we want to encourage you to uh, check out the website, biggestloserpodcast.com. And then actually, when you go there, there's an about page. And when you go to the about page, there's going to be a little bit of a bio for Father Roderick. There'll be a bio for myself. There'll be links to ways that you can follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and also you'll have links to all of our other shows. And I'm sure in upcoming episodes, you'll hear some of the other stuff that we're producing. But uh, for now, I think we've covered enough, and we want to say thank you for subscribing. And would you please tell somebody else about BiggestLoserPodcast.com and, and see if you can't convince them that they don't need to watch the show to enjoy what we're talking about here and to benefit from it. Father Roderick, anything else you want to say before we go? No, I would just thank the listeners again for the support. Leave us some reviews on iTunes if you can. And uh, until the next time, and until then, be a loser. Be a loser. <laughs> <laughs>